Christ is risen. He is risen Welcome here. Please stand as we sing Christ Arose. You can turn in your hymn books to number 216. The height of the Christian calendar is here, and it's a morning of, and a day of celebration and a day when we can see the resurrection power of Jesus Christ that is now a promise for us, and so we can celebrate um, Jesus' life and resurrection and look forward to our own life and resurrected bodies after we die as well. So on the screen behind me will be the reading for this morning for Lent, and you can follow Adrian um, in reading the sections that say all. God, your works are marvelous. Your power, amazing. We are astonished at what you have done. You have raised Jesus, who was put to death at the hands of an angry multitude, who was beaten, nailed, and pierced. You have raised him to glorious life. We are astonished at this gospel. We stand now silent before you, too surprised for words. And now we raise a shout. Hallelujah. That Jesus Christ, put to death on a cross, is now alive and ruler of the world. Again, we raise our voices. Hallelujah. For death has lost its sting. The grave has been overtaken by life. The new kingdom has begun. The way of love is victorious. And this gospel fills our hearts and all the earth. Christ has died. Christ, Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Hallelujah. Let's pray. God, we come before you this morning with gratitude, with awe, with wonder, with joy. And we thank you for how you turn the things that, be, that seem the most hopeless and dark and unchangeable into something that can bring life and hope and newness. 
and we trust in your ability to make all things new in our lives, in our world, and we pray that we would remember your resurrection and your power, not just today on Easter, but every day, um, and knowing that your power and your love is stronger than any force of evil, um, any force of death. So we come before you again with thanksgiving and with hope, and we pray that you would grow hope in us today. Amen. Let's sing in Christ alone. for the next couple songs if you're able to.
may be seated. I'll give you a chance to look up the scripture reading this morning in your Bible. So it's Luke 24, verses 1 to 12. And I'll let the musicians sit down and I'll invite Janae up so that she's ready for the, the song afterwards. So Luke 24, 1 to 12. I'll be reading from the New International Version. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, he has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee, the son of man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the 11 and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. The words to this song will be on the screen just so that you can follow along with them, but this is a song that we would like to sing for you. Come behold the wondrous mystery. Praise. 
great thank you all for uh, leading in the, the singing so far to remind us of those amazing truths in such a beautiful way thank you thank you music team very soon the other children will also get to go to children's church so let's pray as we uh, before we dismiss them thank you Jesus for loving all of us children adults everyone in between and thank you for this opportunity now for the kids to uh, hear your word in a way that is specific to their age. And so we pray your blessing on them and on their teacher. Amen. So a few announcements before we go to our prayer time. We'll start with the, the one that's furthest away, and it's not in your bulletin. This is uh, an event in May, so you don't have anything scheduled in May yet, do you? May 1st, we're going to have a hymn sing here at the church. So just a time to gather around, and we'll have a few songs pre-chosen, but then there will also be opportunity for you to suggest a favorite. And so we'll sing from the hymn book, mostly because that's what our pianist has agreed to do. Whatever we say from the hymn book, she'll play. So we're looking forward to that. May 1st, 6.30 p.m. And now we'll skip to something that's coming usually comes up right away the next day. Usually on Mondays there's ladies' Bible study, but not tomorrow. So that's the announcement for tomorrow, is no ladies' Bible study. And then, coming even closer, the next announcement is about the end of this service. You can walk out of here with something in your hand today. Somebody from your household can take a vase with tulips in it home so that you can remember New life, resurrection life, springtime coming. You look outside and you don't really see it, do you? It's a matter of faith. But uh, take those tulips with you on your way out, and that can be a reminder all week. The other thing that you could take with you is left from Lillian Swatsky's funeral. There was um, a certain item of the menu that will not go bad because it's all dried. It's dried bread. And you think, whoa, that doesn't sound so good, but it's actually quite good. Think biscotti and that sort of thing. So if you'd like to take a bag of reischa with you, that's what it's called, reischa, uh, you can go home with that as well. All right, and as we head into our prayer time, some other announcements. Probably read in your email already from Russell that they are not all well at their house. Russell and Noel are both coughing, and so none of them are here today. Um, Mary also is congested, so we'll be praying for, for her little body to get past that. Shannon is fine. <laughs> Praise the Lord for that. Um, one setback, though, from all of this is that Russell's MRI could not be done, so we'll, we'll pray that that gets done in a timely way. And we're also praying this morning for Sheldon's sister, Beverly. That's his older sister, and she suffered a stroke this week, and things are not looking good. I believe the family is meeting today, um, so we'll be praying for them in whatever decision-making they need to do. All right, then let's pray. Jesus, thank you for hearing our prayers for inviting our prayers, 
for teaching us that you hear what we ask for and your Father hears what we ask for and your Holy Spirit prays on our behalf. And so all together we are unified as we pray. We want your will to be done. We want to see that on earth as it is in heaven. And we thank you for this clue that you've given us about how things will be. The death will be defeated and all good will be accomplished as you bring heaven and earth together and as our bodies are remade in a new and indestructible way. So we thank you and we pray in faith this morning for the healing of bodies, for the healing of souls, the healing of relationships. We pray for Beverly this morning, that if you want to do a miracle and bring great glory to yourself and joy to her and her family, that you would heal her. And we also pray that uh, you'd give her family wisdom as they make decisions about her care when she can't. We pray for Russell and Shannon and Noel and Mary, that you would strengthen them and bring them out the other side of what they're dealing with right now. We also pray for all those who are healing from injuries or from the struggles of the week. We all had to face the challenge of the storm this week. But in addition to those obvious things, we know that there are always relational and emotional things that we have to deal with. So we thank you for your healing power moving through us. And I just uh, want to give a moment now for us to pray for those that we know are struggling, whether with their health or with their relationships. So bring those things before the Lord in your own hearts. Thank you for hearing our prayers, Father, and for promising to answer them in the best way. And we pray for our wider world. We thank you for those who serve and take care of our communities, for our municipal workers and administrators, for our provincial and federal leaders as well, those that we see on the news who make statements and announce decisions, but also those who are in the background making them happen. And we pray for our world, for peace in the world, for your will to be done among nations, and mostly for your church, for your people to continue being faithful in their witness and their service and in their love, no matter what situation they're in. And we pray that strength for ourselves as well, for our witness in this community and our service. Thank you for, again for hearing our prayers and for answering. In Jesus' name, amen. And now for something a little different. Russell is still going to preach, but it's going to be on the big screen. So let's, let's listen. Good morning. I can certainly say that when I pictured what I would be doing Easter when it came to preaching, I wasn't expecting this, but at the same time, we do what we need to. And so, you've already heard the passage read, but let's open up our Bibles again to Luke 24. And there we read that on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices that they had prepared and they went to the tomb, and they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. I want us to see how that passage begins. On the first day, there is another block of scripture that begins in a very similar way. Uh, it's the one right at the beginning of the Bible, uh, Genesis in chapter 1. And there we read that in the beginning God created all things, day by day. He created the cosmos, the water 
and earth, the plants and animals, and then on the sixth day, us, made together, male and female, together in his image. And as he worked, God said that what he made was good. But then as that story continues into the third chapter, we learn that sin came into the world. And when that happened, creation fell from what it was made to be. We human beings began to treat the earth as an enemy, as exploitable. Men came to subjugate women, and we turned away from the Lord. Genesis 3. Creation was still loved by God, but now creation was fallen and in desperate need of salvation. Desperate need of redemption. Desperate need of re-creation. And now in our passage today, we read that the sun rises on a new first day. And that day begins similar to how many others have begun with people. Some who, unlike myself, are very early risers. And among that lot is a group of women who now travel with funeral preparation spices in hand to the grave of their teacher, who is also their lord, who is also their friend. But here is where the similarities to that first creation, that old world, here's where they end. For as they arrived, what they found was far from anything that the old fallen world had ever known. Because we read that they approached the place holding their friend's body, expecting to find the tomb shut up tight. And as they approached, expecting to find him lying there, what they instead discover was that his body, which had been broken for them, was now gone. When they arrived, they had expected to see a grand stone blocking the tomb that they had sought. But instead, what was before them was an open door, the stone rolled to the side, as if the earth itself is proclaiming the glory of what has just happened. And as they arrived, puzzled by the sight before them, what they found was that the burial spices that they had brought to remember our Lord no longer even had a purpose. This was the morning of the first day. This was the morning of the first day of... The recreation, the first day of the new creation of our God. And the passage goes on. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. And in their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. This new creation, while similar to the old, is also very different. Or more, this new creation is the old, but also the old redeemed. The old finally set right. We read two beings appear in clothes that gleam bright and pure as lightning before the women gathered there. And they tell them the most wonderful of news. And before we even hear their words, what they speak has us taken aback. Today we might not think anything of this scene, but in those days, so much closer to the old world, a woman was not even able to give legal testimony without a man present to corroborate it. For in the old world, women have long been acute sufferers of the fall. In every way, 
that you could define a second-class citizen. Women at that time and in that place, they exceeded expectation. But now on this new first day, who is it that are the first to know the good news of these heavenly beings? Is it the emperors of the world? Is it the chief priests or the teachers of the law? Was it even the men who were Jesus' disciples? No. It's this group of women, a group the old world would have thought nothing of. It is them who are the first to hear the good news. For now the new creation has come. Now redemption has come. Now the new kingdom of our Lord has come. And in it, once again, we see men and women together equal. No longer one above the other, but on the same plane before the eyes of our Lord. The low risen up in the kingdom of God that has now come. Now we hear the heavenly beings speak. He is not here, they tell the women. He is risen just as he taught you that he would be. We heard our Lord teach this lesson back in Galilee. This was the prediction that he made of his own death that we talked about two weeks back from Matthew 20. That the Son of Man would be delivered into the hand of sinners. That he would be crucified, but then he would rise again. Remember those words, these two beings asked the women. The last time this group had heard these words, they were filled with dread by them. For they were words of death to come. But now on the new first day, in these same words spoken before that empty tomb, the sting of death was shown to be gone for the first time. And our passage concludes, When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women, because their words seemed like nonsense. Peter, however, got up, and he ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. <coughs> Sorry about that. Mary, the mother of James, we are told, was in this group. And I suspect that she, of all of them, was the one who remembered the prediction of our Lord the fastest. Because following her first hearing of that prediction, she had asked Christ, When your kingdom comes, will you let my sons James and John be your right and your left-hand men? And when she had asked them that, <coughs> Christ had told all three of them, <coughs> Ooh. my first coughing break. I've been hacking up a lung all day, but this is, I made it pretty far in before. But either way, when she had asked Jesus if her two sons could be his left and right hand men, Christ had told all three of them that when the kingdom finally does come, so very, very soon, it turns out, it will not be like that. In the kingdom soon to arrive, instead of everyone clawing, everyone biting and gouging to be the greatest, as is the way of this old fallen world, now the last are going to be first. And the servants will be risen up. When only short weeks before Mary had asked Christ this favor for her sons to be placed above all but God himself. She had been rebuked 
She had been asked by the Lord if she had even listened to him at all. To be put in your place like that. That would have left Mary wondering where she even stood with our Lord. But now we see that even though she had not understood then, she wasn't pushed away. For now, the Mary, the mother of James and John, who was so humbled before, she was honored. Once low, now high. In the story of the resurrection that we have read today, we see the story of the first evangelists. For as the angels finish telling their good news, we see these women rush to tell the disciples this amazing truth that they now know. This amazing news that the, the heavenly beings had told them. This unbelievably important good news that now the kingdom had come. Now salvation and redemption were possible to know for now on this new first day the new creation had arrived the new creation where we see the earth itself long against us proclaim the son of man through a stone rolling to the side the new creation where men and women are again seen as equal under God, undoing the fall, the new creation where the low are risen high, the new creation where we see that sin and death hold no sway. This is what arrived on that new first day. Because on that new first day, Jesus Christ our Lord rose from the grave. And as he did, we learned this truth, that if all the sins of the old fallen world were not enough to keep him dead, keep him from us, and the creation that he loves, then, then what could ever keep away the healing of the love of God. But then the women arrive before the disciples with that most incredible of news. And as they met him, they found an unfortunate reality that we still know very well today. For while that morning was on the first day of the new redeemed creation, while that day was the first day of God's kingdom finally arrived, the old world and its ways have a way of lingering on. And so it was that the disciples themselves, the group of whom of all people should have believed, should have remembered the words of Christ. They did not believe. Because why would they? In the old world, what weight was there to the words of women? But there was still hope. For Peter, the first disciple of Christ, Peter on whom the rock that the entire church would be built by Christ. The church that we are in that would find its mission being spreading the dawn of this new creation to the corners of the earth itself. This Peter became overcome by curiosity. And he chose to go to the grave of his friend himself. And when he arrived on that morning, he too found that the tomb 
of Jesus Christ was empty. My brothers and sisters, this is the world we live in. It is a world that is in between. It is a world that is in transition, but it is a world that will one day be redeemed. Just now, the same as we can see in the disciples' refusal to believe, the old world of sin and death, it still it stubbornly holds on. Refusing to give way to the new world that would see creation set right. That would finally see the fall undone. That would finally see our Lord reign. But on the day that Christ rose from the dead, this transition from the old to the new, it did begin. For even though the old fallen world of sin and death, oppression and persecution, inequality, iniquity and destruction had given its all to see our Lord put to death. In the morning of the new first day, as our Lord rose from the dead, we saw that even all that was not enough to keep our God, from redeeming and renewing the creation and the people, you and me and everyone and everything out there, that he still loves. In the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we see the dawning of the new first day. We see the new creation finally begin to arrive. And from that moment on, everything that came after would be different than that which came before it. Because from that moment that Christ arose, from that day on, it has been only a matter of time until all of fallen creation is redeemed and made new by the God that has never stopped reaching out. Still, but still the old world holds stubbornly on. Which brings us to our assignment for this Easter Sunday. Though we live in a world that has seen that our Lord has risen. All too often, especially now, when daily life seems to be defined by plague, poverty, war, indifference, partisanship, the powers and principalities bent on aggrandizing themselves at the expense of everyone else, and the environment crumbling around us. All too often in this world that we live in today, this world that is still riddled with these scourges of the way things were, It is easy to find ourselves losing hope in what is to come. When all these things rain down on us like fire, even though we are Christians, it is all too easy to simply want to throw up our hands and say that everything is beyond saving. That we should just let it burn and focus purely inwardly instead, only on ourselves, everything and everyone outside just be damned. As we live in this world, trying our best to share the same good news as those women who were first told that Christ is risen, only to be met with disbelief or even Hostility coming from generations of bad actions done with what we hope were good intentions. As we live as Christians in this world, it is easy to lose hope in what we do and what will come of it. 
this Easter Sunday, as we hear the gospel message told first to these women, low as they were, as we witness Mary, the mother of James and John, who had been humbled unexpectedly, now honored in the most amazing of ways, when we see this new first day dawn, the light slowly sweeping ahead of us, revealing that the stone has rolled aside and the tomb that once held our Lord now lays empty. When we see that, we see that all is possible with our God. Because when we see that, we see that he loves us so much that he will not stop reaching out for us until everything is redeemed. Let's find our hope here. Let's find our hope in that empty grave. Let's find our hope that even now in the midst of this troubled world, the new creation, it still marches forward. And if we take our Lord's hand and follow as he leads, we'll be here even sooner. So as you go out today, this is my assignment to you. Live in this reality, this truth. That the new creation has already come and it is spreading. That the kingdom of our God has already come and even as we speak, we are with our God building it to the corners of the earth. There is hope for a brighter and better world to come. A redeemed world. And that hope exists because our God rose. So as you help those in your life do so with the hope that what you're doing really matters. As you help to heal the crumbling creation all around you, do so with the hope that it is bringing this new creation that we see in our passage today faster than it ever has been before. And as you share the same good news that these women had told to them all those years ago. Do so with hope that even if it seems to come to nothing, through Christ, it is building the kingdom of our Lord. Even in this tired world, there is hope for redemption. There is hope because though the old fallen world of sin, iniquity, and death still holds on tight. The moment that Christ arose, we saw the morning of the first day of the new creation finally come. Christ is risen. Please stand as we sing our final song together. You can turn in your hymn books to number 213 because he lives.
today you can take the tulips with you and the reisje and you can thank Charlene for getting the, uh, the decorations all as they were this morning. Charlene and company. May the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with every good thing for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Go in peace. <laughs>